Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are here with episode 156 of the Chick Foley Show. AEW Dynamite Winter is coming. 2021 just wrapped up about two minutes ago, and we want to bring you guys the freshest live review possible. Uh, It's one of the last big shows of 2021, and we're ready to get into it. Plus, we're going to have a live review of AEW Unmatched Series 2 right here on the air tonight. But before we get into any of that, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, you know, this is this is past my bedtime already. 10 p.m. Seth was getting on to me for yawn. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it though. I'm about to crack open a uh, a beverage and uh, I'm ready to talk about winter is coming. Hell yeah, Marco! How is life up in Massachusetts? Marco. Yeah, can you hear me? All right, good. There we, there we are. I'm back. Um, Man, yeah. he was he, he was, <laughs> was frozen. Yeah, I was frozen. The, the, the night came. The night came came through. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I was yawning, so I didn't. I didn't want to get that on the uh, on the air. But um, yeah, no, doing good over here. Just uh, you know, just counting down the days of Christmas. So it's around the corner. I know so. it's pretty crazy, dude. We got family coming in, so it's all it's all going to be like super quick. This next week is going to fly by. Mm. So. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. Before we get into anything, we want to remind you guys to use code Chick-fil-A to save 10% on all your wrestling figure purchases at ringsidecollectibles.com. And Sheena, do you want to tell the listeners about the new Foot Locker and Rocky collection? Yeah. So uh, to commemorate the 45th anniversary of Rocky, Deodora and um, artist Keith Shore they designed three pair of sneakers that pay homage to Rocky's greatest opponent. So the collection features Ivan Drago, Apollo Creed, and Clubber Lane. And do these shoes look awesome, dude? The insoles have like Rocky versus you know whichever opponent, whichever shoe that you get. Um, and they're available now: Foot Locker, Foot Action, and Champs Sport. So make sure you check them out. We're gonna put the link in the show notes for you guys, um, and as well as in our our link tree and stuff. So make sure you link to that and uh, check out this new collection by. Uh, you know, Deodora. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's get into it. Winter is coming. Just wrapped up. It was a hell of a show. Uh, Sheena, we'll start with you. How would you say it compared to, to last year's show? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they definitely threw us a swerve by like, you know, starting the, the show off with the, the championship match right off the bat, which still, I, I don't understand. You know, I was thinking like, oh man, this must mean something crazy is going to happen. And we did see a you know, a 60 minute time limit draw match. Uh, it, but to me, that was just kind of lame, dude. You know, I was expecting it to be like the end of the show, like this awesome match. And personally, you know, for me, I know Seth probably doesn't share the same sentiment. If I'm going to watch two guys wrestle for 60 minutes, I want a definitive ending. I want something to happen, you know, and to have a time limit draw is just kind of like, it was just kind of a letdown, you know, and I thought the match was fine. The match was great. There were some amazing spots. The fact that those two guys can even go for, 60 minutes is impressive in and of itself, but uh, yeah, it, it was it was a little bit of a letdown for you know the for the build. To me, I'm I'm a fan of a time limit draw if it feels earned, and this one definitely felt earned. They weren't just stalling for time, and it didn't have a cheap finish. It literally felt like these guys went for 60 minutes. Neither one of them could get the get the pin or the, or the tap out on the other. It was action packed all the way through, and it went back and forth. So I had no issue with it. 
Uh, I thought it, it was a really great match compared to last year, though. I would say winter is coming was a little bit of a letdown. This is probably like their most hyped um, dynamite episode. And last year we saw the title change with Kenny Omega stealing the belt from Mox. And then we saw the big debut of Sting. Yeah, and I'm yeah. kind of with you, Sheen. When I saw uh, Hangman and and Brian Danielson going first, I assumed that there was going to be some sort of big angle at the end, like maybe yeah. uh, you know, maybe a Bray Wyatt, maybe a Johnny Gargano, mm-hmm. um, somebody coming in and making their AEW debut. And then we had, even had the tease with the lights going out there yeah. at the end. But and they literally just... rolled it back to the same old, same old. They brought Sting out. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm never going to be like not be excited to see Sting, but um, but yeah, it was definitely a little bit of a letdown from last year. Marco, what did you think of the show? Uh, yeah, same here. Um, it kind of, you know, started off with a bang and then, you know, petered off at the end, towards the end of it. Um, yeah. definitely. I mean, you could definitely see that when they went the 60 minute limit, they took a whole hour of the show away. So, you know, the rest of the matches are going to kind of, you know, go fast essentially. Um, wasn't a big fan of like, uh, MJF closing the show. I mean, I, I I mean I know I know he's like one of the pillars there. He's one of the he's one of their main stars. He's one of the young talent. We always talk about you know about their homegrown talent. But I don't you know I I think a, a match that caliber with um, uh, Brian Danielson and and Adam Hangman they they should have yeah. went on last. That should have been the exactly. last hour of the show. Like and it felt like yeah. they felt like they used that to just set. Up. I mean, and the match was fine. I mean, Dante Martin had some freaking crazy spots in that match. I mean, it was yeah. it was fine, but it definitely wasn't a, a show closer for yeah. a uh, for Don't, a specialized yep. pay per view. And it felt like they just put that on so that they could set up that six man tag between. Um, MJF and FTR and CM Punk and uh, you know Darby and, yeah. and Sting and I'm like well I mean that's cool and all like I mean I'm you know I'll, I'll be excited for that match but that wasn't anything that I'm like going home like oh wow this is amazing you know I can't wait to see this next Friday you know the yeah. crowd was definitely spent too there was almost no reaction to yeah to Dante Martin when he came out so. there was none yeah that's what I told Seth I was like the the reaction for Dante was pretty mild you know and I mean he's been pretty over for the most part but yeah, yeah. it was like everybody was just kind of like. All right. Yeah, yeah you got the, yeah. uh, the, the live audience was definitely a little bit spent. Yeah. Um, some other stuff I noticed, like what Sheen, you're our resident fashion expert on here. You definitely got the most drip out of any uh, wrestling <laughs> fan out there. What is up <laughs> with Sean Spears rocking the suit with no no shirt or tie? What, what's the deal? You can defend <sighs> that. I think he I think he sees how well that the the low super low V necks work for Peyton getting over and i think maybe he thinks in his mind if he wears a super low v-neck that it might get him over <laughs> um i don't know that was that look was awful the it was the beanie yeah with the with the suit jacket with no shirt with it was just it was a mess and then he's hauling that chair around like some sort of you know animal i was really hoping wardlow was just gonna take him out man i sean, yeah. sean spears is moving up to my list of most annoying wrestlers um marco aside from uh from hangman and brian danielson what other uh, matches kind of caught your eye Oh, definitely, uh, Serena Deeb. Um, yeah, it was a good match. That match, that match was really awesome. Like I said, the the last the the main event was really good. Um, like you said, it was it was just pretty much spent after after that first hour of the show. Yeah, um, but I think it kind of took away. It would, it would have been a great opening match. Um, yeah, I think so too. Uh, just because of the spots uh, that 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 happened throughout that that main event, but I mean, besides that, like I said, the Wardlow match was kind of a throwaway. Um, mm-hmm. but other than that, the match, the matches were decent. It just, it, the, it's just it, the pacing wasn't, wasn't it just there. didn't seem even with the, with the diamond ring to me, 
the matches just didn't live up to like something that you would put on for yeah your winter is coming like you know like themed pay-per-view you know what I mean? You feel like every match that would come on would have like major stakes, the, right? Yeah. Like I, I would, you would make them super meaningful. Um, and I felt like, you know, the deep and the Wardlow match were just kind of like, they're they just, just thrown, yeah, yeah, just thrown in there, you know, space, space savers, you know? Yeah. And I don't see the, uh, I don't see that ring as like a, yeah, like a it's title not, or anything mean, like a prize possession. It's, I forget it's there yeah. until they just yeah. go out of their way to mention it. It means nothing to me. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, so for for Brian Danielson, Hangman Page, where is is that a match of the year candidate? What do you think, Marco? I heard a couple people uh, kind of floating that out in the the live thread in the Facebook group. Yeah, I, I think so. Like I think I I said this in the uh, in the in the group. I was like, you know, the common denominator for Kenny Omega and Hangman's, you know, their best matches this year is Daniel Brian Danielson. Like he's 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 definitely proven his worth since he signed to that company. Uh, week in oh, yeah. and week out, just just he's the man. Just literally out wrestling it. Everybody they are like wrestling circles around people. Like I know, obviously, we know that Seth isn't a huge fan of. I mean, if this <laughs> match didn't do anything for you, like I don't know what no, this guy I can, can do. I can respect the ending work, especially <laughs> uh, the match with Omega. I actually prefer the match with Omega a little bit more because it seemed like they were just trading big move after big move. But yeah, yeah, I agree. Daniel, uh, excuse me, Brian mm-hmm. Danielson's definitely earning his paycheck. I, you know, him, yeah. Adam Cole. And CM Punk all came in around the same time. And it seems like the American Dragon is just lapping the field with those guys as far as the impact in AW, which it says more about Brian Danielson than the other two, because Adam Cole and CM Punk are both doing interesting, cool things. But yeah, he's just been killing it in in the ring, man. Like even even his matches he's been having with the Dark Order guys on the web here have all been entertaining. Yeah, and I I have a kind of a a question for you guys. So uh, Brian Danielson, natural, natural heel. Not so much a natural bait, like I mean, maybe because it's AEW and you know people are kind of like booing him now. That I mean, he is a heel now, but like he seems like he can naturally be to me anyway. Like, I mean, he is likable, but then he could be very unlikable to people. Oh like, yeah, dude. Like, the the cool the Daniel Bryan is a natural heel because Daniel Bryan at his core he is he is hardcore counterculture. You know what I mean? Like he everything about him even in his real life like he is you know was vegan. He's like super environmentalist. Like he's like the thing. He's like the the one percent of like people that kind of feel like that right. Yeah. So I think that just kind of rubs people the wrong way because he's not a normie. You know, and uh, he's a natural heel. And like that was one of the best things that he did in WWE for me was when he became the planet's champion. Yeah. Just like healing off on everybody. Um, and he felt like he was righteous. You know, like, he felt like he had the upper hand and the moral high ground. Um, but he was like this hardcore, hateable heel. So, yeah, I think I think just naturally he's a heel just because of the way he is and the way he lives and that he's a small guy and the way he wrestles and all of the things. So yeah, yeah I, I I think even when he's a baby face, he's, he's kind of a, yeah, I, was, I was thinking too, like, I, I think it was going to naturally happen there in AEW. Like I think, you know, him coming in and everyone cheering him and stuff like that. I think, at, I think over time people are just going to start booing him for some reason for me. Like I, I could just see it just like, just that, that the fan base there would have kind of mm-hmm. got tired of him and stuff like that. So I think they kind of, I think they capitalized on it earlier than, then when it was instead of letting it happen organically, which it kind of did happen organically, but I think they kind of you know navigated it in a way where he became a heel as opposed to you know him coming out one week and people just booing him for no reason. So I think they were kind of yeah. trying to avoid that because look at look what's happened with uh with our with our favorite wrestler of AEW Cody Rhodes. I mean 
He's getting booed left and right when he walks. <laughs> he walks out now. The so. fact that you compared Cody to Daniel Bryan, we're, we're just going to go ahead and end the conversation right there. That was definitely yeah. the best part of Winter is Coming is yeah. that there was uh, no Cody yeah, this week. No exactly. Cody Rhodes this week. Yeah, big props for that. Um, another thing I've noticed really the last couple weeks, they're really ramping up the ads for TBS. You know, Dynamite's moving over to TBS in uh, on January 5th. Uh, TBS is definitely the less prestigious channel out of the the Turner uh, you know, networks there with TNT and TBS, but it is in more homes across America. Um, she, do you think AEW is going to lose any of its momentum when it switches over to TBS in 2022? I don't think so. I think, I mean, AEW has a really hardcore fan base and I think they're going to follow them wherever they go. You know, I don't think it's going to be an issue at all. I mean, maybe the casual viewer, but I mean, like you said, they've done a good enough job with promoting it and letting people know where they're going. Um, and you know, with their social media and all their outreach, they're going to let people know that like, hey, we're on TBS now. So I feel like they may actually get more casual viewers on TBS. You know, TBS is always airing like right. Big Bang Theory and Seinfeld reruns. All the syndicated stuff. shows. Yeah, so I can see people just kind of tuning in and then sticking around. Whereas TNT's got the dramas and like movies. That's, <laughs> yeah. you know, TNT, we know drama. That's kind of the thing. So yeah, uh, yeah I... I'm interested to see how it goes. TNT is definitely the more prestigious, though. You know, that's where they put their more big budget productions at. I never mm-hmm. really saw a definitive ex- explanation for the move to TBS. But the the one thing I'll say in the defense of that move is TBS has a rich history of professional wrestling. That's what I remember watching growing up is, you know, yeah. WCW Saturday night, 635 on uh, TBS. What, what do you think, Marco? Will it have any effect moving over to TBS in 2022? Um, I mean, if any... Maybe the beginning of it, um, when it when it first moves, like you know, obviously people trying to find out what you know channel their TBS is if they're not watching TBS. Um, yeah, I would I, have to look. I don't even know. I would have to look it up. Yeah, so I think I think that might slow things down a bit, but I, I don't think it's going to be like you know it's going to be like months in, or like six months into the year, and you know they're they're doing horrible over there. I think it's going to be like yeah. maybe like a month or so, just so you know everyone get their transitional bearings. period. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, like get get used because I think. I, I, I think Tony Khan said that it might be a different presentation from what it looks like on TNT. If I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he mentioned that when they first announced it, that like, even though like, like I'm not sure if the set design is going to be different, but I think, I think they're going to move away from what it looked like on TNT and, and, and kind of change it on TBS. Hmm. So if, if I'm not mistaken, I think, I think he did say that at one of the, uh, I mean, I can, I can see that, you know, they're getting yeah. a fresh start, but, uh, I hope they don't change it too much. I love the way AEW looks. I was actually talking to Seth tonight and saying like how I love how AEW just looks a little bit gritty. You know, there's always like the like smoky air and yeah. you know, the, the camera is a little bit more gritty. The, the camera angles are a little bit less polished. Uh, I just, I love the look and feel of, of AEW. So I hope they don't change it too much. All right, let's put a bow on this. Let's go around. We'll do letter grades for this one. Uh, what letter grade are we giving Winter is Coming 2021? Sheena, you can go first. Um, I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a B minus. I the the um Daniel Bryan match or Bryan Danielson match and Hangman that I think that really saved saved the show. Even though I wasn't a fan of the time limit draw like, again, I was impressed with the match as a whole. Um but other than that, yeah, it just kind of fell off after that. So the, the other matches kind of brought down the average, but uh, yeah, B minus. All right, Marco. Man, I don't, I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to go with a, I'm going to go with a C for, mm. for this, the, the show. I mean, even the, I mean, even that match couldn't, for me, couldn't save it the whole show because the rest of the show was uh, like poop. So I don't think so here. Gonna... 
So the thing, let me just jump in real quick. I know we're putting a bow on this thing, but I don't think the show was so bad. I think the fact that they built it up and this was like the last show of 2020 and it is a themed paper. Sorry, 2021. Yeah. It's only, it's only been 12 months. <laughs> yeah, I'm 12 months behind. Um, <laughs> it's a, I think the, they over delivered and under promised because yeah. if this had been just you a regular. Vice versa, I think. Overpromised and underdelivered. <laughs> I told you it's past my bedtime. They overpromised and underdelivered. If this had been just a regular episode of Dynamite, I don't think we would have been be so critical. Yeah. But I was like, oh my gosh, winter's coming. You know, super cool. Um, it was so good last year. Yeah. They, they had a they set a really high bar for themselves. Yeah. So I think it just kind of it just kind of let us down just a just a smidge. Yeah, we sh- we should have known uh, to lower the expectations a little, a little bit when it was being held in Garland, Texas. Yeah. Uh, no yeah. offense to the fans in Garland, but that's uh, you know a B town if I ever heard one. Um, Marco, what's your all time favorite match that took place in Garland, Texas? Oh man, the one where uh, those two guys went at it. It's got to be uh, no, it's got to be Hangman, Hangman versus uh, Daniel <laughs> Bryan, right? Your new oh yeah, it's true. Match. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a B. I say yeah, I, I kind of agree with you guys. There was nothing bad on here. Mm-hmm. I was entertained by everything else, but this was. The very definition of of a one match show. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do a little bonus question. So, this was Hangman's first big defense. You know, he didn't he didn't win, but he survived. Mm-hmm. He kept Daniel Bryan from taking that belt from him. Or Bryan Danielson. I don't know how many. We need to start getting a uh, like a tip jar for every time we do that. Um, let's let's pose a quick prediction. Who is going to be the person to take the belt off of Hangman? Oh. Marco, you can go first. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go Adam Cole. Okay. A little Adam on Adam crime? Yeah. Um, I, this, is, this is tough, dude. I think it could be Daniel Bryan down the line, dude. Bryan Danielson. I think it could be Bryan Danielson <laughs> down the line. Uh, I'm going to go with Bryan Danielson. I think even though he didn't, you know, nobody came out on top of this, I think um, eventually that it, it, he's going to take it off of him. If he can beat him in an hour, I don't see it happening. To me, well, I mean, I think, Hangman couldn't beat him in an hour either. True, but he's true. the champ. Champ doesn't have to beat him. Challenger's got to win. I think the most compelling uh, option would be a heel, John Moxley. I see Moxley coming back. I thought about turning Mox, heel. But I didn't know what his situation. Yeah, yeah. I see Mox coming back, turning heel, and becoming the first ever two-time uh, AEW champ. Yeah, that'd so, be that'd be major. That'd be all right. So we got three good choices: Mox, Adam Cole. Brian Danielson, we'll see if any of us are right. And let's drink to that. All right, she didn't kick it off. What are you drinking tonight? I am drinking everybody's favorite beverage of mine. It is uh, the Flying Embers Kombucha. Still haven't had any feedback from any of you guys out there that have tried the, the kombucha. Kombucha is not going to happen. I, Stop trying to make the kombucha. I know, and I feel like my, my other audience, my my uh, shoot audience, not my kayfabe audience, I feel like they would they would really be into this. But uh, you guys are letting me down. But it's good. It's good for the gut. Um, this is the pineapple chili with a hint of ginger. So it's like sweet, but it's got some like heat on the back of your tongue freaking delicious dude and i'm really really sad because i think this is the last one that we have in the refrigerator and uh it was a it was an lto so it's it's gone for the yeah, foreseeable it future like whatever, I was, so it wasn't an lto i think they just discontinued that flavor because oh. they were you know you guys know i'm a total wine connoisseur and uh to- total it. wine is in the store not total wine yeah, is in like wine, wine. yeah <laughs> but they uh so they had like the individual packs, right? I was able to find, I would just go there and like when she needed to re-up on kombucha, I would just pick like 
four or five of the uh, the individual, like I think they were four packs or six packs, but they had pineapple chili was one of them. And then I noticed one day that they had no pineapple chili. And I looked on like the app and it wasn't listed on the app anymore, right? You couldn't find, like if you yeah. searched for it, it just wasn't there. And then on their website, there was no longer a listing for it. So like, to my knowledge, the only way these are still available is they put out some variety packs where two of the 12 are pineapple chili. So I, I snapped up the last one they had our, our local total line for Sheena. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, if you're, a, if you're a fan of this flavor, get it where you can find it because it looks like it is going to be no more. Yeah. Marco, what are you drinking, man? I am uh, taking taking it easy, taking it light. Uh, so I'm going with the uh, dirty work uh, lager that I uh, said a couple of weeks ago on the show. R.I.P. Norm Macdonald. It's only yeah. it's like it's a five point eight alcohols. Uh, I was gonna go with the uh, broken skull, but a little little too heavy. That that can definitely you. give you a buzz. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a late night recording session. We got to pace ourselves. <laughs> So I'm drinking a local beer right here out of Norfolk. This is by Smart Mouth Brewery. It's the Rip Pants Pineapple Goes. Uh, they have like a Nicktoons inspired series where they have, you know, like artful reinterpretations of Nicktoons characters and flavors inspired by them. So, yeah, this is a Pineapple Goes from Smart Mouth. Really good. And uh, we're big fans of everything they're doing. Yeah, so it's good. We're, yourself, both, we're uh, both drinking pineapple drinks. I yeah, think. there you go. Yeah, his, his and her pineapple brews. Yeah, if you find yourself here in Virginia and need a place to go hang out, Smart Mouth Brewery has a beautiful setup and a great place to... Uh, to knock back some cold ones. Yeah. So uh, before we get into this figure review, again, we want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your purchases at Ringside Collectibles. And now just in today, we have AEW Unmatched Series 2 in hand. So we're going to go through with a uh, traditional uh, Chick Foley, how many chicks review on these figures. Uh, Marco, did you pre-order any of Unmatched Series 2? I actually, yeah, I got mine uh, yesterday. Nice. The whole set, so. Okay, sweet. So we can go through this together. So everybody's got them in hand. Um, let's start with MJF. I think he's probably okay. the most boring figure of this set. Yeah. Uh, Sheen, you can kick it off. What's your thoughts on MJF? So I really like the the trench. The figure is fine, but it's nothing, you know, nothing out of the ordinary from any of the other MJF figures that we've gotten so far. He doesn't come with his ring or anything. No, um, he does. There's some alternate. The, all the alternate pieces are around those. Oh, okay, cool, He's got cool, alternate cool. hands with the ring. Oh, awesome. Okay, so he does have the ring. My bad. Um, and he's got the, you know, his little, like, I don't know what you call it, duster. And it says better than you. It's and got the, got the Burberry. Yeah, more of a robe, I guess. And it's got the the Burberry lining. It's okay. I like the accessory. I like the the duster robe, whatever you want to call it. But the figure itself, uh, if you already have an MJF figure, it's not going to, like, wow you or anything, you know? Marco, anything to add on uh, MJF? Um, no, not really. I mean, the, I'm not a big fan of the head scan on this one. Um, I think the... The unmatched series one is a lot. He looks better. a little bit. Yeah, he looks a little more. Um, series like, two, I think. I think series two. Series, is yeah, he looks a little more sneering yeah. in, the, agree, in the series one. Yeah, he looks a little bit too happy in this in this yeah. head, head scan. Yeah, I agree, Marco. I think this the series two is still his best figure. I plan to just take the robe off of this one and throw it in with series two and kind of just upgrade that figure with an additional accessory and. This guy will probably be heading to the uh, the dreaded sale bin for the uh, our figure collection. <laughs> but it is a full robe. Uh, one thing we need to discuss, man, I've heard a few people kind of mentioning this um, on some of the, the WrestleFigs forums. What is the deal with the lack of soft goods in the AEW line? Like, you know, Mox had a T-shirt with his Chase figure. Mm-hmm. Cody's gotten a couple of T-shirts. And there's a Jericho T-shirt with the, uh, the bubbly. But... 
think about it. There have been hardly no soft goods in this uh, this line. I mean, we're uh, between unrivaled and unmatched. We're about nine sets in. And uh, it's really kind of crazy to think about, you know, like think yeah. about how the good that road probably could have looked as a soft good instead of just the, the big rubber poly pocket style. Yeah, but even you have been on record as saying like sometimes accessories are better as the the molded plastic accessory or the crazy, rubber, like you know, a Miz style jacket or something like that. But yeah. this definitely this thing on MJF definitely would have could have been soft goods and would have been much better. Yeah. yeah, I yeah usually like take it to like if it's like a a robe, it should be soft goods, and if it's like something leathery. Like something, yeah. it, it should be, you know, the mold, but yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. This should have been a soft goods. And I think I opened up all the NJPW um, series two figures this weekend and I was just spoiled, like looking at the soft goods, man. Like, so they, that's one thing about them. Like, yeah, they may, they take, you know, a year and a day to and actually longer than a year and a day to get to you. But the soft goods are off the chain on those. And yeah, uh, I feel like if it's one thing that uh, we could criticize on the, uh, the AW line is just the overall lack of soft goods so far. Yep, Seth loves the soft goods. <laughs> uh, so let's go. Have, so I'll start off for this MJF. I'm gonna go with one man. I'm not. I'm not super impressed with this figure and the accessory. Like it's good because it's better than anything else we've gotten so far. But it's really not that impressive either. So I'm going yeah. with a one for MJF for how many chicks? Yeah, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a one and a half. I, I like the jacket maybe a smidge more than you, but uh, yeah, nothing. Nothing to write home about about this figure, Marco. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the one as well. Um, definitely not the salt of the earth with this figure, and <laughs> definitely not uh, better than any yeah. other figure out there. So, yeah. All right, let's we'll do this next one as a set. Let's do Santana and Ortiz. So this is mm. the second version of these that we've got. The other ones were in black and gold with uh, heavy Puerto Rican flag accessories mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, this one they still got the uh, Santana's got the glove and everything, which is cool, but. Um, not th- these guys are more camo and orange. I'm a huge fan of these guys. I yeah. was actually like on the fence until we had them in hand, but I think I like these more than the original set. Um, Sheena, what's your thoughts on these? Yeah, I like these. Um, again, they're a little bit more toyetic. They have the additional like paint color, super bright. I'm always a fan of anything that kind of stands out because we get so many figures that are black and you know like dark colors and you know one color. Um, these with the camo and then the the orange and black camo accents are freaking. They look awesome, and then. Uh, Ortiz has the turquoise headband, which really pops. So big fan of these. I, I, I don't know. I like the head, maybe I like the head scans on the, the first set, but, and I like, but I like the actual accessories on, or the, the, sorry, the ring gear on these. Marco. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, pretty much both, of, both of your sentiments. Um, I mean, the head, the head scans aren't too bad. They're um, not bad. They're, yeah, not, they're bad. not bad. I just, I just prefer, I, I love the, I love the fro. That um, yeah, Ortiz, Ortiz has in uh, his other um, series four. Yeah, series four. Yeah, I mean the good thing about like the AEW figures is you can pretty much just pop the head off and yeah, you know sw- swap them out. But no, I'm definitely on board with these figures. I definitely like these um, a lot better than their their uh, their first figures. Uh, mainly, mm-hmm. like you said, because of the gear. The gear definitely really pops. the The color scheme's awesome on it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of these ones. So I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, I think either one of these figures by themselves would be like a three and a half, but I'm going to go with a 4.2, seeing them together as a set. These guys just pop. 
They look awesome, and I can't wait to put them together as part of a uh, inner inner circle display someday. Sheena, yeah, what do you I'm gonna know? go with a four and a half. I I agree. All the things that you said, I think they just they just pop. They look good. The colors are bright. The the paint apps are good. The camo head, looks really good too. Yeah, even the camo though it's like a darker good. camo. It looks very very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love like the matte finish on it too. So yeah, I'm gonna go with a four and a half on these. Marco, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same sentiment. Four and a half. Nothing nothing to add there. You guys pretty much yep. you know summed it up. It's they just. They're pretty amazing. Yeah, they All are. right, Marco, we're going to let you kick it off this next one. We're getting into the heavy hitters, the first time in the lines. Tell us what you think about Wardlow. Um, I do, I do like it. I like, I like the uh, different, the different head scan that he has. He has like the serious face Wardlow, and then he has like the the screaming one. Um, I mean, I, I mean, it's, I mean, just for a first time figure. I mean, it looks like they pretty much. You know, got it, got it down pat, got his body size and stuff like that. Um, you have to worry about any hair, uh, a hairless person like, uh, like uh, what do you call it? like Mero was yeah. <laughs> with that small detail. But no, I, Mero, I really like they, it. They it's, scanned Mero the uh, the one day that he got his chest waxed. I guess yeah. you know, <laughs> maybe that maybe that was a day that he came in for his uh, for his uh, scanning. scanning. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's I don't want I don't want to say it's a generic figure, but. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is his first in line, so he does get a a few more a few points uh, more than normal. But yeah, I mean, I like it. I, I it's not nothing. It's nothing to write home about. But I mean, What's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think everything you said. It's nothing. It's uh, I like that it's the first time in line. I like that we finally got a Wardlow figure. It's much needed. Um, the face scan looks great. It looks like him. Uh, he's just got, you know, he's just got boring ring gear. You know I mean? That's one, that's one thing. He's not like super toyetic. Uh, he does kind of feel a little bit generic, but that's kind of how Wardlow is, you know? So, um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I dig it. I, you know, I feel like most of the time I'm a little bit harsher judge of figures than you guys. I actually love this figure, man. I'm, I'm really, really high on this figure. I think, it's a couple things. One, I, I had lowered expectations because some of the like the leaks and the early like prototypes we saw this, this figure looked kind of weak. I thought we were in for like Miro and Jake Hager part two. You know, AEW's kind of struggled with some of the guys with that body style. But um, this figure is awesome. You know, we opened these up earlier tonight. This is the one I found myself just kind of filling around with and playing with the most. I think it looks just like Wardlow. I think they really captured it. Like, yeah, it's not the most Toyota green gear, but it looks really good with the black and green. And I'm a big Wardlow fan. You know, I think mm-hmm. this dude is, I think he's got potential to be like the diesel. If MJF is HBK, you know what I mean? Once he, they're already teasing now. I think once he turns face, he's going to be huge. Um, it's kind of a somber note, but if you go back and watch the, uh, the Brody Lee tribute show from last year, and listen to Wardlow's remarks on that show. You can tell he's super articulate and he's got a ton of just like quiet, natural charisma. And I think this dude is he's really destined to be a main eventer as a baby face um, down the line. So I love this figure. I, you know, it's very cool to have him in the line. And first time in the line, I give this one two thumbs up. Um, I'll go first. I'm going to say I'm going to give it a 4.4. The only reason it's not higher, he's just he's got a cap on him just because like Sheena mentioned, he's just not super toyetic, but mm-hmm. I think this was a perfect execution for the first Wardlow figure. So I'll say 4.4. Yeah. So, I'm going to go with the four. Um, you know, just, I don't have as much, you know, positive sentiment as you do, but I do think it is a good figure. And I, again, first time in line and I feel like they captured him. Great. So I'm, I'm glad we finally have one. So yeah, I, I give it a four. Marco. Yeah. I'm going to give it a, go you know, 3.7 for me. Okay. okay. 
All right, so another another win. All right, Sheena, we'll let you kick off the next one. Uh, this is a nice figure. Yeah. Ty Conti. Ty Conti, yeah. This, um, I'm going to go ahead and say it, is AEW's best women's figure to date, I think. Uh, Whoa. Retweet. Yeah. Yeah, better, they better than little brand brand. Come on. They, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> way better than little brand brand. You know the thing. So I, I'll give Brandy a, a little bit of a pass because you know she was in the first she series. Was series one. She was series one, and uh, they you know they were still figuring out all the things and getting kind of the the kinks worked out. And she looked a little generic. You know, she yeah. kind of just looked like a like a a Bratz doll shrunk down, you know, just kind of okay. had the, you know, you know what I'm, you know what Bratz dolls yeah. are? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She just, she just looked very like the portions were a little off. Yeah. Like yeah. Barbie. Like big like, big eyes. Yeah. Big skinny. eyes, bubble head. Yeah. Super, kind of <laughs> yeah. Super skinny body. Yeah. It was, um, you know, again, that's a, that's a good figure. I'm glad we have it. Uh, but yeah, they actually, they've really like dialed in what they're doing here because she's got on the little, um, the choker. It's got the detailing where it says Ty Conti on it. Her ring gear looks great. She's got the fishnet stockings, the metallic green gear. Um, the, unlike Mattel, they didn't just like sculpt, like they didn't just paint over some boob sculpts, you know, and just like, you know, make it look all crappy. Like they've actually got everything sculpted in and you know, the, the paint looks like it's actually on her, you know, it looks like gear, not just, you know, paint app. So, um, I love this figure. I, oh, I'm not, we're not giving scores yet, but yeah, I, I, I dig it. It's way, it's way better than Nyla Rose's figure for damn show. Okay. <laughs> the damn. One Marco like that you hated. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is awesome too. I agree. AEW's best, uh, female figure. It's definitely in the mix for best female figure of the year. Um, the, the face sculpt looks great. Both of them do. The gear looks awesome. The thing that just really captures me is that something that, Mattel still struggles with 12 years deep is the metallic paint job, man. Yeah. Like that metallic green, it just pops. Like this is one of the two figures that we didn't open up yet. And it looks so beautiful on card with the the silver backing um, and the green foil. Like this would look great autographed if you're into that thing. Mm -hmm. Shout out to uh, Scott and Jeff with Fully Posable Podcast. Um, but yeah, this, this is, is a great figure. I really don't have anything negative at all to say about it. Marco? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for definitely for our first time in line. Uh AEW figure. No, that that's I'm, I'm gonna share the same sentiments as she. That's definitely the the best women's figure out right now. And I know mm -hmm. a lot of people are being being weird out there and you know saying the the figure is very improportionate uh, <laughs> to to how she looks, which it is accurate. It's you know they 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 did their job. The head what scan. were they What were they saying? What What, what was that? What I was mean, the? I, I didn't hear. I didn't hear the the Ty Conti drama. I mean, if it, well, it's not no, it's not drama. It's just you know. Guys well, the, being guys, will say figure drama. Yeah, what were they were they saying like her butt was not big enough? Or no, no, what they're saying it was. It was like yeah, like they're, they're saying like the actual figure is just perfect. Like it's like oh, literally okay, like it's a miniature. It, it was, it's kind of like the um the Mandy Rose figure. Gotcha. That, yeah. uh, <laughs> or the, or the Charlotte, the Charlotte so it, it wasn't it wasn't negative. It wasn't negative criticism. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, it's good. They nailed they nailed her body type. As a woman, I feel like I can confidently say like they. I'm I'm looking at her photo right here on the side, and you know, like yeah, she looks spot on. All right, Marco, you can lead us off. How many chicks? Uh, with this one, since it 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 definitely is the best uh, women's figure that they've put out so far. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five on this one here. Wow, uh, you, you guys kind of you know hit it out of the park with the you know the metallic paint. Mm -hmm. um, we thought only um, you know the the what do you call it the the lucha bros their figures yeah uh, were, were were the only ones that were going to have that type of like you know paint app but i mean 
AEW show or or Jazzware show that they can they can pull it off too. So um, just the head sculpts, the, the, just the figure itself, like everything about it. I think you know, Sheena, you kind of you know knocked it out of the park with like just the detailing on everything. Like yeah, you know, the, the whole gear it doesn't look like anything's painted on, and if it is painted on, it's supposed to be there because obviously it's a figure. Yeah, it looks but, it, exactly yeah. like the, her whole body is like molded to her. They didn't yes. just throw, they didn't just throw her on a generic molded body. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they didn't just try to paint her gear over whatever women's body scan that they had exactly um, so yeah i'm gonna agree with you marco i'm gonna give it a five i just can't get over like the little the little detailing on the the neck choker that says her name on it because they could have easily just gotten away with doing a black neck choker you know with no yeah. with no detailing but they've got the silver paint with her name on it um you know the additional little bow on the the kneecap so yeah i'm gonna give it a five i'm gonna go 4.8 i think it's a perfect figure but you got to be a uh, a main event player to get a five in my book. Uh, that so makes I, sense. I give her, I give, her, I take off a couple points just because uh, Ty Conti, she's really talented, but I think she's still definitely a, a mid carter at this point. So four point eight for me, but flawless figure, and uh, I got to give it some time to digest. I don't want to have any recency bias, but that's definitely right there in the mix as a very strong contender for female figure of the year. Yeah, and now it's time for the main event. It's Sting, the first ever Sting <laughs> figure in the AEW line, Series 2, unmatched, the Stinger. Sheena, what's your thoughts? I was going to let you kick this off since you're such a huge Sting fan. I wanted you to I like know, right? do, do, do a little comparison. So I didn't want to you know. start on a sour note. This is a uh -oh, great figure, uh -oh. right? Oh, no. no. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. He listen, he waited till the finale. He did the he said he did the winter is coming thing. He like we got all built up and now this he's going to. This is more of a timing thing, right? Okay. So we haven't opened this up yet, right? So I haven't been able to take the jacket off and really check it out. But the figure looks amazing, okay? Um, head sculpt looks awesome. It looks just like what Sting, uh, you know, it looks like Sting walked out of your TV and into, into this toy box. Um, the bat looks good, right? It's not suffering from the issue that a lot of the Mattel bats Flip had bat. where it looked like they needed a, uh, a blue chew. Okay. Bat looks nice and stiff, just like you like it. Um, the coat looks good. Soft goods would have been better, but the coat looks good. Th this figure is, it might be perfect, right? This might be the perfect figure, but, 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 but there is another sting, the Walmart exclusive that's releasing here in a couple weeks. I got my email today saying it should be delivered by December 21st that's got the the half crow half Darby Allen face paint yeah um, that I think is going to be so much more made so it's kind of just it's taking my excitement down a little bit for this one so you know I'll go and get my rating I, I'm gonna, I'll give it a 4.9 but the only reason it's not a five is just because there's a better figure that's right around the corner but I'm very excited for where they go with this the first two stings that we've seen from them are straight up grand slam home runs I'm hoping that um, AEW just keeps this Luminaries line going and we get some surfer stings, like some flashbacks, you know? Yeah, that'd be Because that was one thing. I think Mattel did a great job um, capturing the Crow and the Wolf Pack and stuff, but I think they could have went a little bit harder on the surfer stings. One more note before I pass it to Sheena. I love the Luminaries packaging with the uh, the blue foil around mm -hmm. the top. Like this, this pops. I, I love the AEW packaging, how they kept it pretty much uniform mm -hmm. um, throughout the line. It looks really, really good. And I'm already excited to get the uh, the Chris Jericho Luminaries in, uh, in Unmatched Series 4. So, Shane, take it away. What's yeah. your thoughts? On so, I don't have anything to add as far as like the look of the figure. Like you nailed it. It looks great. Um, what I will say, though, is you mentioned the Walmart 
one coming out that's got the Darby face paint, which is awesome, right? Like it's going to be an incredible figure. But I do think you need a like a um, I don't want to say generic. What's the word the word I'm looking for? Like you just need like a, a standard, a, a standard. Yeah, the, you need the standard. AEW stink because he's not always going to be on Darby's side. You know what I mean? We've seen with wrestling, like these things always come to an end. You know what I mean? Like this is going to be a moment in time that they captured with that figure when he was partnering with Darby and kind of taking Darby under his wing. But you need that that standard. Yeah, that was AEW. Ever, that one right there is evergreen. Yeah, evergreen is a great word. Yeah, this one is a, an evergreen AEW, and this really captures a moment um, for him coming to uh, him coming during winter. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, Sting and to AEW. came at the same time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, All right, Marco, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean. Marco, you there? Um, yeah, nothing to add on my end. Uh, I got the email as well saying it's going to be delivered, I think, like, yeah, next week, essentially. So, um, I, I mean, I, I'm going to. I, I kind of don't want to score it. I kind of want to wait until the other one shows up and just compare. do a comparison almost. But, you know, out of the gate, it's definitely for me at like a 4.5. 4. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mainly, like, like, the, like you said, the packaging itself is like you get, you almost like you don't want to open it essentially yeah. here. You, you kind of want to like, if anything, get, you know, buy another one to, you know, keep MOC and then the other one open up. But, I mean, yeah. it's just a packaging. This would, that, yeah, this would look awesome with a white paint pen. Like, get signed with a white paint pen yeah, across yeah. the front. That would look so sick. Be pretty. And cool. you know me, I'm not even like an autograph gal, but uh, yeah, I think that would be that would be awesome. I think yeah. White would look cool. Blue would look cool to kind of play off the foil at the mm-hmm. top. Yep. You can do gold because he's got little gold accents on his. Yeah. This yeah. would be. This would be AEW figures would just look awesome getting autographed because they got such. Like the beautiful that big packaging. window right there, mm-hmm. yeah. And they don't have. And the thing I love about AEW is they don't have all the extra it's BS, clean. dude. M- Mattel always trying to cram some extra advertising or some extra pictures or something on the boxes, like extra yeah. logos and branding. Like the it's ultimate just, editions are the only ones that have like yeah. A, uh, Clean. Yeah, clean. The yeah. legends look pretty good too. The legends and the ultimate editions look good. But, but the, rest the regular of them are way elite lines, yeah. They have remember when they had the retros and they started putting those like uh QR codes on the front of the retros? It was just a freaking yeah, mess. The, or it was the, the supercard or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a four point eight. I think We've gotten this similar look, even though this is specific to AEW. He's wearing that AEW shirt. We've gotten this look for Sting in a Mattel figure before. So that's the only thing that knocks it down just a smidge for me because it's really nothing new and innovative. But um, the fact that he is in AEW packaging and wearing an AEW shirt makes it special. So, yeah, 4.8 for me. Yeah, very cool figure. So it sounds like uh, Unmatched 2 is a huge hit for us. Mm -hmm. MJF was a little bit of a dud. But all the rest are, uh, are home runs and really must adds for the collection. So again, use code Chick Foley to save ten percent on those. Um, I think it's about time to wrap it up. We want to remind you guys to check out the Pod Foundation and listen to our friends, the Extra Cooler and Turnbuckle Tavern. We gave you guys the the brief, brief, just like the the fast food version of a breakdown of Winter is Coming uh, tomorrow. Right after you get done listening to us, download Turnbuckle Taverns newest episode. Those guys will go segment by segment, and give you the deep dive into all things AEW, and I think. Uh, Sheena's got another trivia question lined up for us. I'm working on my Goldberg streak. Marco, I'm going for four straight, man. I don't know if you're ever going to be able to match this record. You know, if we went, I think for the first two months we were doing the trivia question, neither one of us could go back to back, but, uh, exactly. I'm going for number four. I know Sheena's got a humdinger lined up and for the Foley fam. Uh, stay tuned. Starting in January, we're going to get some trivia nights going in the Facebook group. So that's going to be a lot of fun. 
Sheena, hit me with your best shot. Okay. Who did the fabulous Rougeaus face at WrestleMania 5? Oh, jeez. Who did the fabulous Rougeaus face at WrestleMania 5? Do, 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 do. I'm going to say Strike Force. Who was it? The Bushwhackers. Oh, my God. How was the Bushwhackers and the Rougeaus on a WrestleMania? (laughs) Weak sauce. Uh, Yeah, main event anywhere in the world. I know. I I, I thought I was going to throw you a softball. There was a 1995 question in there. I'll save it for another day, but I was like, you know what? That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so thanks, everyone, for listening. Again, go to chickfoleyshow.com to become a premium Foley fam member and join in all the fun in our Facebook group. Uh, We wish you guys happy holidays, and we'll talk to you guys very, very soon.